Settle down. What is up, everybody? We are back with episode number 13 of the Settle Down podcast with Yaz Gaming, Cody, and myself uh, here on our network of the Settle Down uh, media group, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're here again this week. Got some exciting stuff coming up this weekend with the return of Boise State football. Um, Yes, sir. But first... Let's get into our week, Yaz. How was your week, and what have you been doing? What's what's new? Uh, it was good. Uh, I started school up uh, kind of last week-ish, but I'm kind of getting the flow of that. Um, just kind of staying on top of the assignments because it's my last semester, so I am ready to be done. So I've just yes, been sir. kind of grinding that out. Um, and actually, this weekend, fuck, I almost forgot. Uh, my best friend got married, and I was the oh. best man of his wedding. And so, um, took me and Isabel up there and my whole family was there and, um, it was a good time. It was really fun. And, um, it was a beautiful wedding, gave a speech, but, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Do you have any like funny stories that happened from the wedding? Um, my buddy Austin, um, I actually wasn't that drunk. My buddy Austin though, who, uh, drove up from Reno, uh, which is like nine hours away. Um, drank half a bottle of Jaeger himself oh. and was hammered. <clears throat> and so uh, it was a good time. It was funny. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, there was some controversy, but I don't care to put that on the internet. So yeah. I'll throw no, you guys totally out fair. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cody, you have a special little milestone that happened on your TikTok. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, – I've been uh, grinding since about May to kind of get my uh, following up on TikTok. Um, so I finally fe- uh, reached a thousand followers the other day. Um, I was actually going fishing Ew. that day when I uh, reached it. So um, I will be going live, ladies and gentlemen. So whoever's going to be watching this, um, stay tuned. So I'm going to try my best to uh, try to go live. I've been looking up some spots where the internet's a little bit better. Um, going to be probably doing a little bit more, uh, pond and lake fishing here as the weather gets a little bit colder because the internet's probably going to be better, but I'm going to try to do my research and see if I can find some, uh, spots on the snake river that, um, have some better internet so I can go live. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Did you, you went fishing what day? I went fishing, uh, this past Saturday. So, uh, not too long ago and, um, it was fun. It was fun. Um, Catfishing was rough. Uh, they just didn't want to stay on the hook. Um, I don't want to go into details because I'll just ramble on, but uh, I did get some uh, crappie fishing in and some uh, smallmouth. Caught my personal best smallmouth, which was really fun. Um, believe it or not, I went out there and I was uh, pulling into the spot and uh, and there's this guy I follow on TikTok and uh, Instagram, uh, Silhouette, Silhouette Outdoors. His name's Scott Turner. Um, shout out him. Um really good dude has a really big following probably the biggest outdoor channel in idaho um i was thinking you know to myself i was like man what if i saw him out here pretty crazy i was fishing Mm -hmm. by this bridge at this spot that i i don't normally go to it's a little bit deeper and um there's this guy fishing in this boat around the corner from the you know we were at this this bridge and there's this pillar that's kind of blocking my view from him but um he was uh sitting there yeah there it is right there um yeah, slammed the night crawler, dude. Gave me a hell of a fight on some really small tackle. I mean, it, it tangled up my rod. Um, smallmouth bass, if anybody out there has done any of that type of fishing, I mean, they fight like hell. I mean, it was one of the mm-hmm. biggest fights I've had in the fish. They they just they just get after it. But um, 
the the Scott Turner guy, I, he turns around on this pillar and um, I noticed that it was him. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I did not expect him to see him out here, but I was just kind of thinking about it. And we just got to talking for about an hour, hour and a half. He gave me some advice. It was really cool talking to him. Um, he's a really good dude. Grew up in Boise, um, was telling me a bunch of stories. So he was keeping me busy while I was uh, doing some fishing. But um, yeah, so we're just going to be kind of switching over to uh, probably some trout and carp fishing here once the uh, cat fishing season starts slow, slowing yeah. down a little bit. And I'll probably start going live from uh, places that I can go live, uh, yeah. probably be more ponds and lakes, but, uh, yeah, just look out for that. And, uh, my channel's right there, whisker fishing, two Oh eight YouTube and TikTok. So, uh, whoever's watching this, give it a shout follow, out. subscribe, like, you know, yeah. also, you know, shout out Yaz gaming too, you know, go give that guy mm -hmm. a follow. If you guys are into big time I... gaming, dude, the guy's a fucking legend, dude. Get after it. Got out. Love you. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you hit your, your milestone. I remember you came into work one day and you're like, dude, I want to hit a thousand followers. Like yeah. Yeah. I want to go live and I want to do this. I remember cause we, we were talking strategy of like your brand name, what you want to do, what type of content you want to post. I remember that day you came in and you're like, I want to do it. And then yeah. I've, you put in work after work, all yeah, the videos. Just, you know. I love to see it, you know? Yeah, just kept yeah. posting, kept posting as much as I could. I mean, anything was content in my eyes. You know, if I caught a small fish, I was still posting. Um, it finally, it finally hit an algorithm, and it went from I went from like 350 followers to a thousand followers in probably like six days, maybe seven days. So it was pretty cool. Wild, uh, seeing that, Wild. and uh, so pretty dope. Yeah, and that's just dope. on TikTok. What do you What do you at on um, YouTube? YouTube, I think I'm at 24 subscribers. Um, and bad. I'm getting a few, a few good videos. My last video that I posted, the small mouth on YouTube got like 2.7 K. Mm -hmm. uh, a few of my other videos hit, you know, 2.1. A few of them got like 1.5, yeah. 1.7 like that. And then some of them were duds. I mean, it is what it is, but um, that one hit you're gonna a have good those amount videos. of, yeah, you're going to have that. And uh, this past one hit a good amount of viewers. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, we're just going to keep grinding, keep putting on count putting out content it's gonna start getting cold around here so i'm definitely gonna have to layer up when i go out here in the next yeah. few months but we're gonna you need a settle down hoodie close. that's what you need yeah 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 yeah, yeah. settle yeah. down parka we should get one yeah. <laughs> yeah settle down parka dude <laughs> a leather jacket yeah um that's yeah that's cool i uh speaking of settle down like brand stuff i got one of those um so i went to the fair on friday after work um, yeah. with Garrett, <clears throat> Alan and Scott, shout out to you guys if you guys are listening, but, um, we went to the fair, it was a lot of fun and we had, I had a couple drinks and I walked by the stand, we we're inside and I see like the, just like a bunch of stuff the, you know, some anime porn on the thing, just casual stuff, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, I look yeah. over and Light there's work. a bunch of brace. Yeah. A bunch of bracelets. And I found an old, like, uh, what is it? The iHeart boobies ones. That's funny. Remember those? That is yeah. fire, dude. That's the same that blue. I was like, I gotta get that right there. Yeah, no, in I the colors too. I was like, yep. Yeah, yeah. That same day, oh my god, I got a haircut. It was. <laughs> I'm sure if you guys can tell, I chopped off all my hair. I didn't want to. This wasn't the look I was going for. Um, but I scheduled the haircut earlier that day, and I walk in after work. I don't really know what I want to do with my hair, but I know I like the length. I like it long. I feel like when my hair is short like this, I look like a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but he, so when I walked in, I told him what I wanted to do. Usually I do like a little kind of a fade on the, almost like the temple here. Mm -hmm. And then it just flows into like longer hair and then out the back. Yeah. 
So I tried to explain that to him and I should have showed him a picture of what I was talking about, but I didn't. And he starts getting the clippers and he's going, he's going. And then eventually he goes like where this way. He goes like all the way up to here, which is not like I wanted it right here, right? Yeah. Here ish. And then it just is like still long here just so it can go back. Yeah. He starts like trimming up and up and up and up. And I was just like, oh my God, like what the fuck? This is <laughs> oh not my God. And it's like even like back here. So then I had like a Joe Dirt style mullet. <laughs> and I was like, this is not what I was talking about at all. Cause I told him I like to push it back, but it's like long hair. So it's like pushed back. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, he gives me like this Joe Dirt mullet. I look at it and I I think I just told him, I was like, uh, it's time to cut it off. Like just long hair gone. Just send it. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, it's time. <laughs> and he just shaved off all the back and he still kept it in this like pushback look. So I kind of, I don't even know. Uh, I kind of dig been it. Told G-Eazy. Thank you. I mean, it's not <laughs> bad. But I've been told G-Eazy I look like. Also, a character from Peaky Blinders. That was a big one. Yeah. I got oh. I got that from two different people. I got that from Garrett, and then Lindsay texted me and said that I looked like I was from <laughs> Peaky Blinders. So I was like, oh, cool, full circle. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, my hair's not butchered, but this is not the length that I want. It's not what you so, wanted, though. So it's like yeah, the you're worst, not confident in it. Yeah, that that especially like that's the hardest part is like mm-hmm. the confidence thing. Um, but I remember walking in to the barbershop, or at least on my way there, and I remember saying to myself, I was like, I've been pretty blessed. Like I've never had a haircut experience like go not my way. Bad. Or just like not been yeah, like maybe they cut too short, but it still looks good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was only like sitting in that chair remembering that 30 minutes ago thinking that and i was like oh my god you like jinx jinx yourself yeah yeah like i don't know i'm super i'm not superstitious i'm a little stitious it's funny Um, i uh i had a kind of a story similar to that it was one of our family friends wedding last year and i went to the barber shop and i told her i was like i want a little bit off the top like i like to comb it over too just kind of like you a little bit and i was like i just want a little bit off the top but just enough that i can comb it over and then like trim the sides right this motherfucker goes like this. Oh, buzz, buzz cut right down the middle. I was just like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, it was like the week before the wedding. I was like, I, I'm going to be bald. Like I was like borderline bald Yeah, for the wedding. And I was just like, well, I, like I, I couldn't do anything. Like she'd cut yeah. it all off. Yeah. Cut yeah. It all At off. that point, you're just like, fuck. Gotta yeah. And so then best. I was like, Every time since then, I've been like, this is exactly what I want. Like, this is a picture or like I go over, over like several yeah. times, but it's kind yeah. of funny. Your story kind of reminded me of that one. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's been, that was the one downside, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. but could have been worse. Could have been that. I could have been that. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool. All right. Uh, well, let's talk a little, um, this week, as everyone, well, not everyone, but as some people know, college football is back. And for us here in Boise, You're this means Boise State football is back, and we're very excited. Um, got a little watch party this weekend for our Boise State Broncos. They're playing at Washington, number 10-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, um, I want to hear your guys' picks of just players to watch and be looking out for who you think is going to have a pretty big year. Uh, Cody, what's your pick for this year? Um, so this one's kind of, uh, 
I feel like this is one that not a lot of people are thinking of or kind of look at, but um, my pick is our one of our defensive ends, uh, Dimitri Washington. Um, last year, yep. he kind of got on my radar a little bit. I watched him live a few times at home. Um, and, uh, dude, the, the guy has an absolute motor. He's a bigger dude. He's 6'3", 6'4", 270, 280. Um, I see him on campus all the time. He, you know, like I said, he's got an absolute motor, dude. He gets after it on the run, gets after it on the pass. And he had a really, he had a pretty good season last year. Um, I got some stats on him, actually. I kind of wanted to look into that more. And um, yeah. last year he played in 10 games, uh, had nine starts, made 35 tackles, including 15 solo. He recorded 5.5 tackles for a loss, including 4.5 sacks, which is tied for the team lead last year. And then wow. against UTEP, he actually notched a career high of 11 tackles, which included a sack and a second um, tackle for lost at UTEP. So um, that's my player to watch out for. I really think that guy's going to have a breakout season this year. I mean, we need him to. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be also a six year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, this is, this is his final shot right here. Um, I really think he's going to have a breakout year and I'm pretty excited to see what he does. So uh, that's my yeah. player to watch for our team. I think it's a definitely an underrated one. Not a lot of people kind of look at that uh, defensive end spot, but I certainly mm -hmm. do. Um, I think he is going to be a very, very key player to our defense this year. So I'm excited to I see agree. what he has to offer his... and what he does. I know his issue has been for the past couple of years last year, not included. He's been hurt for a lot of yep. his yeah, like a lot of his years. Yeah, yeah. which sucks out of a player. Um, but yeah, I know that he's been hurt the last three years, so it's good that he got that pretty good season last year. Not yeah, I think he's going to be yeah, yeah, a solid player this year. He's, he's gonna be, I think he's due for a blow up year, basically. Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately, I feel like that's a reoccurring theme with a lot of guys on our defensive line. It's yeah. just you know battling with injury and you know. I'm hoping he stays healthy, man. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I've seen him on campus. He's looking good. He's looking big. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he's got to offer and I hope he stays healthy and I hope he gets after it, man. Cause I, sure. I really like seeing him, you know, he's got a high motor and you know, he loves to play the game. So um, yeah. I'm excited to see what he has to offer. So, yeah. Yeah. Sean, what's yeah. your uh, um, player to watch? Yeah. Uh, my player to watch this year is uh, Mr. Stephen Cobbs. Uh, mm -hmm. Static as his nickname. I think he's Static have... Shock. Static Shock, yes. I think he's going to have a good year. He had a great year last year, too. Um, he's another six year person. Um, but yeah, I really like him as a wide receiver. I think that is something that we're not as strong in mm -hmm. on the. I think our run game is solid. I mean, you could say Ashton Jenny to have a big year, too. Um, but I thought that was not. I didn't want to go that route because he just yeah. won an award for best freshman. Um, like two freshmen. Um, but yeah, I think our run game is going to be solid, but our passing is going to be not an issue, but I think it could be problematic, especially against this team, Washington. Um, so yeah, I think expect to have him a good, uh, a big year. I, I kind of agree with that pick because in order for us to have a good run game, we got to be able to throw the ball too. Got to be yep. like, it goes vice versa. Like if you want a good run game, you got to throw the ball. So it's like, He's got to have a breakout year if you want your your Taylor Green and your Ashton Genty to have a breakout season, you know, and Halani oh, yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. as long as long as he's a threat, you can make your other skill players a threat too. And so, sure. yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely got to be be up there no. for, for um, a big year. I'm gonna year. pull up his some of his stats here. Um, let's see. Okay, <clears throat> so 
So last year he had 29 receptions uh, with, what is it? 396, almost 400 passing yards. Um, it's pretty good. He averaged 13.7. He's got, he had two touchdowns. Um, so he didn't have a crazy year last year, but still pretty good. Was, you got, um, you also got to understand the year that they had yes last year. Different last quarterback, year different no seat. Like no one's yeah, offensive stats look good. Like really. Yeah. He had what? Who did he, who did he start playing against? Air Force? Or no? I think when it was, did uh, uh, he had, if I'm looking at this correctly, I think he scored two tutties against um, UT Martin and UTEP. UT Martin. Mm-hmm. So it says it looks like he found, it says he found the end zone in back-to-back games, two touchdown passes against UT Martin and UTEP. And then I don't know, was he, did he get injured after that? Or was he um, still yeah, ready he to go and... I think he got injured. I'm pretty sure because I, I, I mean, I think I, so I don't too know. because memory, we didn't hear him towards the end of the year. Yeah, my memory might be you know passing by, but I don't remember seeing him playing after those two games. Yeah. Um, New Mexico and Oregon State looks like he. Well, Oregon State. Wait, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm reading this backwards. Holy. Um. No, it looks like he played. Um. He had two receptions in our last game against Wyoming. Um. BYU, he had 50 yards. Not bad. Colorado State, he had 91 yards. Yeah, game. but it's, games like that aren't going to cut it. He's yeah. got to have. That is true. BYU, he needs to have. Eight I mean, to he, ten yeah. touches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got to He's got to be kind of the workhorse besides uh, um, Billy Bowens. So if not him, somebody's got to step up. That receiver yeah, room has got to. You got to step somebody's up. Somebody's got gonna... that leading role, you know, and just kind of be a leader because. You if know, if you can't throw the ball, they're gonna stack nine in the box and good luck. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, yeah. So, um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know who else? Latrell Caples is. That's who led our. So <clears throat> last year, this, these are the leaders. Uh, let me double check. Like receiving I did, leaders. Uh, yeah, the depth chart that it's not the wrong year. Um. So yeah, receiving leaders: Latrell Caples with five hundred and forty-nine. Four touchdowns. Billy Bowens with 462 yards, four touchdowns, and Stephen Cobbs with two touchdowns and 396. So I think he'll have a better year this year. And like you said, I mean, we also we have a new offensive coordinator, so it's not uh, dirt cutter anymore. Yep. Yep. Um. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm excited for this year. And a quarterback that is only getting better. True. Like quarterback. Another year to develop. A whole off season to develop, like they didn't yeah. develop the way they should have in order to play last season. No, I only see it as positive, honestly. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so oh, who's yeah. Uh, who's your player? To watch? Uh, I'm going with the defensive side of the ball, as like Cody, and I'm going with Markel Reed. Um, mm. He is a corner for us. He's a uh, redshirt senior, one of the older guys of the group. Uh, right. Personally, I think they got their secondary has to step up this year. Yeah, um, it's the outside of the receiving core. It's like the group with the most questions. Yeah, uh, somebody got to step up. Mark. He's the guy that's got to do it. Um, yep. He's been the longest uh, with JL Skinner leaving. He's just got to, he's got to be that guy. He's got to lock him down. Um, and I think it kind of starts with him and that's going to set the tone for the secondary, especially against a Michael Penix and a Washington team. They're going to yeah. score points. We have like we just have to know that they're going to score points. We just can't give up the long ball. We just can't. Yeah. So I don't know. I think outside, like outside of the Washington game, the Washington game for me is different 
when it comes to this. Yeah. I think I overall he is going to have a good year and he needs to. Yeah. The Washington game is different because yeah. of the type of offense we're going up against. But yeah. I think Markel Reed um, got to step up in the secondary and kind of <sighs> lead, lead that yeah. pack. So I think Cody's pick, um, what's his name? Dimitri Washington. We'll see how he does this game. If he has a really big game against Washington, this offense. Huge. That'll have a good, I think it's a good turnaround for him um, for the rest of the year too. But yeah, yeah I mean, I with agree. all of our players, I think um, <clears throat> with this team that we're about to be playing, it's going to be tough. It'll be a test. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's, we should check in on them after this week and see how they're down. Um, also, a little bit biased. I do have a class of Markel Reed. So he kind of like came to mind <laughs> yeah. and I was like thinking about it anyways. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, no, he's a cool dude. cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, let's talk about this. This is a team now, 10th ranked Washington. Uh, they've got, he's a Heisman favorite, if I'm not mistaken. He is. Like he is like third. Um, yeah. This team, um, whoever wants to talk about this, this is their depth chart right here. So this is the Huskies. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line, big boy, Nate Kalepo. Mm-hmm. He's 327 pounds, six foot six. That is huge. Um, we got another boys. I mean, they're not totally outsizing us in terms of that. So, I mean, I'm sure our defensive side is not that good, but yeah, Cody, add anything. Um, yeah, I can go on to this a little bit. Uh, you dub their their offensive line. They're always big. They always got those big, you know, those big Islanders on their team, Polynesian, um, Samoan guys on their team. Um, just kind of looking at our defensive line right now. Uh, with our interior guys. So we got Herbert Gums, who's 6'1", 306. He is is a pretty big dude. Um, The only thing that I'm a little nervous about is he has been injured um, on and off for the last few seasons, and he's kind of stepping into that big role um, with um, uh, Matt Locke leaving. So I think he's got to step it up, and he's got to, you know, he's got to come out, you know, he's got to come out ready to play ball. Um, and then on the other side, we got Braxton Felly, who's 6'1", 290, um, sophomore. Um, and then our backup at nose tackle is Sheldon Newton, who's 6'3", 326. He's, all, he's a senior. Ooh. So I'm, I'm hoping that especially on, you know, the short yarded stuff and, um, you know, that first and 10, you know, second and 10, you know, they got those big guys up front because we're going to need it. Um, I think our biggest issue is our, you know, our lateral, our, la- our lateral speed has killed us every year. Um, our sideline to sideline tackling has been, has been pretty questionable um, at, you know, at middle line, ga- middle linebacker, we have um, DJ Schramm, six foot, uh, 230 pounds, six year senior. Um, he has been actually pretty decent um, for us. Uh, the only thing that I'm worried about, which I've been worried about in the past, is our lateral speed at that linebacker position, going sideline to sideline and making those big tackles. Um, you know, you got Dimitri Washington uh, on end, and we have this new guy um, that hasn't got as much playing time. He did play a little bit last year, and I actually really enjoyed playing him. He kind of played in uh, a lot of the games late, uh, whether we were up or down. His name is Ahmad. Hassanin, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Six three two from Egypt. Yep, uh, six three mm. two hundred seventy two pounds. He's a junior. I remember watching him for a while. I think he had a hell of a motor. He wants to be out there. He wants to make plays. Um, I think we have to be able to put 
that pressure on Penix. You know, we have to be able to, to get those guys in the box and be able to have him have to step up and make a bad throw, whether that's, you yep. know, a breakup from our linebackers or cornerbacks or safeties or, you know, an interception or even a fumble. We make we have the throw to put, that he doesn't have, want to do. Exactly. We have to put pressure on these, you know, we have to put pressure on these guys. Um, I did hear that Washington did lose a good amount of offense alignment uh, last year. Yeah. So I think that could be good for us. Um, mm-hmm. The size, the size, you know, it gets me a little worried, but I think our speed <coughs> on that defensive line can make up for it. If we can put pressure yeah. on that guy, you know, and force them to run the ball, I'm hoping that we can, you know, rally around in those tackles. Um, but I am a little skeptical, but if we, yeah. you know, like I said, if we don't, if we don't put pressure on Michael Penix, he, I mean, he's going to torch us all day long. Um, and- he's a Heisman finalist for a reason and we can't yeah. give him time to roll out of the pocket and move. Cause that guy is mobile. You know, he's yeah, got he a is. big arm. He's got a big arm, but the, he gets outside and he gets lateral. Those linebackers yeah. ain't catching him. He's going for you who do you know, think is someone 15, 20 yards a you know a run if he you know gets open. Who's someone that can stop him? Open. Um honestly, man, like I think you have to you have to spy in, him. Yeah, like who who would you put a, like who would you put on him? Um honestly as in, a spy. in my opinion. It's it. I I really don't know. That's the yeah. that's the biggest that's, thing for yeah. me is that's I don't I think we at, have yeah. any guys that can really sit there and spy him unless they get a jump on him. If they see that guy, you know, step up and he's got nobody open and he starts running. I mean, those linebackers got to fucking take off and they got to get a head start on him because if they don't, he's gonna run all day. He's gonna. The he's problem gonna, is, he's is run you can't 15, twenty yards a run. You can't stack eight in the box because. I, there's no way that they're going to run man coverage on these Washington receivers. I just looked no, it up. No shot. Jalen McMillan and um, Rome Andunze. I'm saying it wrong. They are uh, Washington's one and two receivers. They are both ranked in the top 15 in receiving yards in the nation last year, and they both had over 1,100 receiving yards apiece. Yeah, you can't put like one on one man you coverage. You cannot on throw these guys one on one. Somebody yeah. has to step up in the box. What's your guys' biggest question mark going into this game? So like mine, I would say <clears throat> I just I don't really know how we're gonna do on offense even. Um yeah, we, that's we a question mark for me. Is I just bit. I really don't know. Yeah, we'll get into that in a sec. But like do you guys yeah. have a big question mark yeah. that you guys think is I do. what about you? Um uh my biggest question mark is it's kind of a double edged sword, but how do you think Boise State will handle the noise? Literally mm. and figuratively. <sighs> Because it's starting to get national attention. They're playing on ABC, 1 o'clock, UW. Yeah. No, that stadium game, yeah. is loud. One of the that's loudest yeah. in college like, football. It's one of the loudest in college football. I've been there. I used to work the game. If not that the loudest. Loud. I mean, they've been ranked number one, you know, college yeah. football stadiums multiple times over the years. I don't know, man. That place that place gets really loud. I mean, Boise State, you know, if it's a packed house, that place gets loud. But, I mean, UW is kind of a different animal. Um that's I just hope they can go in there that. and they can make it a you know a competitive game. My biggest you know question mark is really if we can stop Michael Penix and we can stop those wide receivers. If we can stop the pass, I think we got a shot. Um, but like I said before, we we just cannot let him roll around and you know have his way in that pocket. We got to put pressure on him. We got to get to him. We got to get mm-hmm. some sacks. We got to get some pressures. We got to get him to make mistakes 
because if not, he's going to torch us all day, all day long, all day long. And, you know, like you said, he, those guys have some of the best receiving yards in college football, and that doesn't go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, yeah. they last year, shit, if I'm looking at their schedule right now, they opened up against Kent State. They beat 45 to 20. P- Portland State, 52 to 6. Michigan State, 39 to 28. Stanford, 40 to 22. UCLA, 40 to 32. They lost to Arizona State, which is kind of shocking. Back to back games. That's they what lost I'm looking back at to right back, now. Or they lost, um, they lost uh, to Arizona State, and then it looks like they played Arizona and beat them 49 to 39. Uh, yeah. No, they lost to UCLA and Arizona State. But what I'm looking at is oh, Michael Penick's stats lose, uh, in those games. Yep. He threw two picks against UCLA and a pick against Arizona State. And that when that, he I makes guarantee- mistakes, there's a chance for us to win. I'm telling you, I guarantee you, those guys put pressure on him. You got to watch film. You got it. You got to put pressure on this guy. He's a dual threat. You know, you mm-hmm. say back, you know, back to back games, and then they come out, they beat Arizona, Washington, uh, they beat ranked Oregon State. Only by three points, and then they beat ranked Oregon, and then uh, you know um, won the rest of the game, won the Alamo Bowl against Texas, twenty to seven to twenty, which is a good fucking win for you know the Pac twelve, even though they're not in it anymore. But um, I think the biggest thing, many, you know, how many false starts do we get? Oh man, over under four, four, four. I think One it's over five. Really? Over I think it's over five. That fucking stadium's loud as shit, dude. They have that that entire their huge right to left stands are literally cut like they come up and then they bowl out into these big pillars, these pillar things that come down. Fun and that fact noise just ooh. Fun fact the same guy that built uh the Seahawks Stadium, the same engineer built mm-hmm. UW Stadium. Oh. Uh, yep. There's a reason why they look the same. Because yep. the same guy bailed them, built them. <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, you know, looking back at that Michigan State game too, I thought Michigan State was going to come in and handle business, and they did not. You know, no. they they lost by um, over. You know, they lost by eleven. So, mm-hmm. I think, I think the saddest part of this is as Boise State as a program is that we are Washington is a fourteen point favorite. Yeah, that's what's depressing to that's me. That's not I think, good in college football at all. It doesn't matter who no. you're fucking playing. Fourteen point under, like that is not good. Having analysts putting you as a 14 if it was seven, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah touchdown. That's understandable. But, but two, two touchdowns, touchdowns like, for and hmm. like Boise State's a team that has come into preseason ranks, maybe not very high, like twenty five, whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. I think. I mean, this is something we can get into too, but like. Let's go into offense first before we get into that. But yeah, I mean, I think as a program, this is a big year. The next couple of years is a big year. Um, mm-hmm. See how Andy does. Um, but with this new offensive coordinator, how do you guys see our offense? Are there any loose ties you guys think in, that are something? In order for us to, I'm still thinking about Washington here. Okay. When it comes to offense, we have to yeah. come out and punch them right in the mouth. We have to yep. score early. I think if if we go three and out in our like first two drives, we're going to be done. Oh. It's going to be Oregon State yeah. over and again. If we come yeah. out and we score in our first two drives, we got ourselves a ball game. Yeah, we got ourselves a ball yeah. game. Like, yeah, yeah. It's we're if we win this game, it's going to be the forty-two thirty-five, like that little like high scoring, yeah, back and forth. 
we're not going to win by a landslide, but I don't know. It could get. Yeah, I think quick. whether lose by a landslide, lose really close, or win really close. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I yeah. don't see us yeah. blowing them out. Um, now, unless they have a really bad first game back. Um, they just don't see that. Yeah, I I am excited this year for Taylor Green. Me too. We'll see how he does. He's established. He's not getting the jitters out. I mean, he didn't really have jitters, if I'm being honest, like watching him yeah. play. He seemed pretty cool, calm, collected. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of Taylor Green? How to, how to, what's something you guys are excited to watch from him? I'm excited to see him develop as a leader and just yeah. kind of mm-hmm. – Yep. He's now leading this program, whether he likes yep. it or not. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of the stuff he's done off the field is good. Uh, he went to Skyview High School recently. He's done a bunch of stuff, a bunch of NIL stuff. But I just think that, like, that is going to translate on the field. And I'm excited to see what that translation looks like. Um, just trying to make the people around him better. And I think people look up to him. And I think it's a good thing that we finally have somebody at the quarterback position that everyone likes and everyone trusts. Yep. To my knowledge. I, I, do- to my I definitely knowledge. agree. And, like, I think with that, everyone trusting and liking him. He's only had one season. I mean, Hank was the same way where his first year, everyone was excited. Again, this is a thing. I think Hank's problem. I'm stealing this from Zeus and Diego. They talked about this, but his problem was he never got better. He was always the same. And I know he's had three different offensive coordinators, a new coach. Like he had a lot of stuff that came across his plate that was maybe hard to do it. But ultimately like that just sometimes happens in college football as you get new coaches, mm-hmm. you still got to get yeah. past that. Um, it's not helping him get any better, but some like the great, the great ones just have to kind of get past that. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see with that, but Cody, um, I know you're a big offensive line, um, enthusiast. So what do you um, think, what do you think this year for us? What's our offensive line? Um, so kind of going into the offensive line position. So we got at center, we have Garrett Curran. Uh, Curran. He is six five, three hundred and three pounds. He's a six-year senior. He comes in a tin roof all the time. He's um, had a class believe, with him. I love. Yeah, him. He, he's a good dude. Um, he played last year. I believe he played mostly guard. Um, mm-hmm. he left guard was yeah, left guard. He was. I believe he's a preseason All American or a preseason All Mountain West team. I believe they gave that to him. Thirteen. Um, yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. You know, like I said before, you know, centers, you know, they lead the offense line, you know, those are the guys calling out the, you know, calling out the blitzes, calling out the plays, calling out the shifts, all that type of stuff. Um, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit nervous at the tackle position. Um, we do have a, uh, six year senior, six, six, three Oh eight Cade Beresford. Um, don't know much about him. Um, but, that length and that size is definitely going to help us a little bit. I definitely think um, the left tackle. I'm a little bit nervous. Um, younger guy, Cage Casey. He is six four three zero seven sophomore, so he's definitely going to have to step it up. And um, um, you know, they they need to be they need to be leaders out there. I think the biggest thing for for me, especially you know, I played small time college football. I was very undersized. I played for a very a shit fucking community college. But as I remember, dude, you got you got to get that momentum going quick, because yeah. as an offensive line, you got to go out there and you got to punch these guys in the face. It's simple as that. I was undersized and I knew that. 
I, I put my hand in the dirt and you got to get in these guys fucking faces. The thing is, is that that defensive line for Washington is going to be, is going to be big. They're going to be big and they're going to be mean. I think mm-hmm. we need to come out and we got to punch these guys in the face on offense, on the offensive line. Uh, Garrett Curran's got to, you know, get these guys going and we got to run the fucking football. We got Ashton Genty and we got George Holani. Those two guys can yeah. fucking run the football. <clears throat> Ashton Genty, he proved oh, yeah. it last year. That guy can fucking break it and he can mm-hmm. run you over. Talk uh, about guys George, that need to have a big game. He needs yeah. to have a huge they game. Both they, need, they, they both do. They both do. George Holani, I need him. I need him to have a big game. I need him, you know, to break these runs. I need him to stay healthy. Yeah. We need to run the fucking football. We got to establish the tone. That's how you establish the tone. That's how you make the other guy across from you not want to fucking play you anymore. You punch him in the mouth a few times, and those guys are going to fucking do They're going to get tired. Run the fucking football. If we can get Taylor Green to not run the football, think of it this way. If Taylor Green does not have to run the football, that is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we need those two backs to carry our run game. Then you have Taylor Green to do it when you want. Sling it. Yeah. Taylor Green has to run. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, our guards, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in our guards. Uh, we got some size there. Uh, our left guard is Ben Dooley, uh, 6'5", 300 pounds. I believe he played a good amount last year. He's a redshirt senior. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then on the other side, we got Roger Carrion. I don't, um, don't remember. Um, memory's a little bit fogged right now. I don't remember how much he played last year, but he's a redshirt freshman. So he's, I don't believe he played at all last year. He's 6'5", 305. So our offensive line is looking pretty big. And I yeah. think that is going to be an advantage. I mean, if you're an offensive lineman. That's new for us. Fuck, you got to let, you got to get, your, you got to be licking your chops. If you, if you are an offensive lineman and you got those two guys, Ashton Gentine, you got George Hawani, you got to be licking your chops and you got to mm-hmm. put your hand in the dirt and beat the shit out of these guys. You got to be able to establish a run to be able to pass. Taylor oh, Green, yeah. he's a big dude. He's 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, the guy can look over the entire offensive line. If we can he's also hard to run, take down too, and he's also hard to take down. But I don't want he's him long to mm-hmm. have to run. I don't yeah. want him to have to scramble. Yep. I don't want him to have to run up the middle and get cracked by a middle linebacker because nope. I'm sorry, our backup is Maddox Masson, and he's 5'10", 201 pounds. I I I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I like the kid. I think he's a good kid, but 5'10", 201, you're not even going to be able to look over our center, who's six five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that is going to be a very, very difficult thing if he's going to have to come in. And, you know, these quarterbacks, man, they they start taking off. They start running up the middle. They start, you know, having to make plays themselves. This is where these guys, you know, could get injured, and I don't want that. Oops. I think the biggest thing is, uh, like I said, offensive line, running backs, got to be on the same page, got to be able to yep. fucking pound the rock. And then looking at the wide receiver position, I think the biggest thing – Stephen Cobbs and Billy Bones and Taylor Green, those three have to be on the same page the entire game. Yep. There yep. cannot Maddox, be room for any mistakes. Maddox is a three star quarterback. So he's small, no doubt. Yeah. But yeah, but three he's stars. He's not a walk on. Yeah. 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 Uh, just a yeah, little bit, so, you know. Little but I would so rather have Taylor. I'd rather have <laughs> yeah, Taylor. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I, I um, like the kid. If he has to come in, I, I, you know, I'm not knock on wood, not wishing for that. But I mean, if he yeah. has to come in, I mean, he's got to step up. But yeah. like I said, I, you know, Taylor Green and those two main wide receivers, I think they need to get Riley Smith involved a lot more. Yep. I think he, they need to be throwing him the ball all day long. You know, you got these, you got these third and sevens, these third and eights. If our running, if our running game is working, 
these Washington got this Washington defense starts stacking in the fucking box. Send fucking Riley Smith right up the fucking seams. He's gonna be wide fucking open. Get this yeah. guy involved in the passing game more. He's athletic. I, yeah. He's been he's been proven that he can catch the fucking football. Get yeah. him involved. He's our guy. He's our we guy. Have to be able to. We have to be able to pass the ball. He has because been. Here's for, the thing. If I mean, yeah, and he, he you know he's had his he, he's had his years. Um, I believe he yeah. got he got injured last year at some point. Correct. A little bit, yeah. He got banged up. I remember well, I saw him. I know last year he was somewhere. very... Did you? I know last year yeah. he was very heavy on blocking. Like, I know they yes, put him was. in, used him for blocking mm-hmm. a lot. Um, Again, new offensive coordinator. Maybe they'll utilize him more, hopefully. It'll be different. they do. Yeah. Um, Cody, I like your point of, like, uh, Taylor Green, uh, Stephen Cobbs, and... It's a leader. Billy Bowens. Right? Yeah, they got to be on the same page. I also know, like, we are going to make mistakes in this game, but we can't. Mm-hmm. Sure. One, we can't have too many. And two, we got to capitalize on their mistakes. Like, oh we all God. know shit's going to happen. Shit's going to happen, but we can't let it affect us. And, like, you got to, we got to yeah. find a way to, like, get past it, you know? It's all about leadership. Yeah. You know, Taylor, Taylor and Green's got to step up. Stephen Cobbs and Billy Bones got to be leaders out there. Riley Smith yeah. got to be leaders out there. The whole team's got to be on the same page. Yep. Like I said, they start stacking the box and stop the run. We have to be able to pass the ball. I mean, as simple as that. We yeah. don't pass the ball. I mean, how many how many times is you know Michael Penix Jr. going to step on the field and make those mistakes? Probably not many. Like you know, yeah. they start going up by a few points. We know normally what we know with the past teams. Normally, what happens? You know, we cannot make yeah. a lot of mistakes. Got to be able to run the football, establish the run set the tone and get that, get that pass game going. Everybody's got to be yep. on those pages. Those three guys that I just mentioned on that passing game, they have to be on the same page. Taylor green, yeah. Stephen Cubs, Billy bones. Those three guys have got to be on the same page and they got to be connecting all game long. Yeah. Love it. I think one thing I love about Taylor and Ashton together. So when I worked at lean feast, they would always come in together. They live together. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but they, their chemistry is amazing. And I think, Partially to that, they're both Texas boys. Um, but they, mm-hmm. I don't know, they have good chemistry. And you don't always see that out of the quarterback and running back position. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they're going to be close because they practice together. But, I mean, these two living together, um, both similar in age, I think it's for the next four years, we've got a good core. And, yeah, I mean, a George, obviously, is a great, yeah, great running back. And I'm excited this year for a run game. And <clears throat> I just really hope we can – pull out and i think yeah the key to this game is to hmm. run the damn ball <laughs> love it i think run the damn ball, yeah i think fellas. Run always got to be yeah. able to establish the run, run the um, um you know i think it's it's huge yeah it's huge any last uh, thoughts on our matchup i no, think being, one last thing i can say is got to be consistent yeah. consistently yeah. make stops on defense, consistently be able to make plays on offense. One thing Boise State cannot do is they cannot go three and out. They cannot give up big plays because after that, Dude. I mean, we know what happens. You know, they, yeah. they especially after know. they score. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, we go down by a few scores. I don't know if we're going to be able to bring that back. It's just yeah, my, my straight up opinion. So I think we got to come out the gate hot. Everybody's got to be on the same page and be fucking excited. Fuck, you're playing the 10th yeah. ranked team in the nation. You got a chance to knock them off on live television. One of the biggest matches matchups of the fucking game, and you're at UW. 
I just kind of got this like weird feeling just now. Players, you know, that like this feels like that Boise State Florida State game where we went to Tallahassee and Bachmeyer won the game, came back to win. Like UCF, you mean? No, not UCF. They played at Florida State. It was his freshman year. Oh, that one. Yes. It was a day game. Like, I just kind of like have this feeling that like we might get down, but I feel like we might come back and win. Yeah. Yeah. No, we could. I I I told you guys last week. Yeah. 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 The only thing I got to say about that is we just can't lose to UCF. Yeah. I think Hmm. the biggest thing we win this game also. Yeah. We got got to win this fucking game. I mean, this would be a huge momentum starter. One game at a time. Florida State. I'm not gonna lie, that was the worst Florida State team in about 15 years. I mean, I remember yes. I was in, I was playing community college football, and our coach brought up their offensive lineman and said, "This is the worst offensive lineman core I've ever seen in my entire life." And he's like, I "Do not tell me like that them. story." Yeah, I so, remember you said that. Even though, yeah, it's you know, big time Florida State. I think it's one of those games. You know, they got to come out hot. They got to come out ready yeah. to fucking play. Yep. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Let's All right. Roll. Well, enough for Boise State. Let's go, Broncos. Let's uh, have them in your thoughts and prayers at night. Uh, they're going to need it. And you know what? They're mm-hmm. not going to need it because I think we got this. But uh, next, yeah. we're going to do a little outlook. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I'm confident in them. I think we can do it. We just need to, like you said, on those points that we made, the mm-hmm. couch analysts. Um, yeah, hmm. what we think. Um, but yeah, our next part is the game of the week. Um, what we think as a group, not as a group individually, um, just a game to watch, not necessarily like the best game that's going to happen this mm-hmm. week, but just a game that we think is going to be exciting or interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going with Clemson at Duke. Um, okay. this is going to be an interesting game. Clemson's ranked ninth in the country, Duke is unranked. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to me because Clemson has a new offensive coordinator, uh, Garrett Riley, which is Lincoln Riley's younger brother. Um, he oh. just came into Clemson and a uh, new OC there. And they also have a new quarterback, Cade Kublik. Um, he played a couple games last year and was super good. Um, I I want to say he played good against Tennessee. I'm not too sure. Um, but he was a freshman last year, so sophomore this year. New OC, new year. He's the man um, taking over for DJ Ungalale. I'm going to put that name too. He's at Oregon State. Yeah. Um, also, Clemson had a bunch of departures on defense. I feel like that's kind of the underrated thing. Um, is Clemson is remaking their defense. And they also, over the years, have had troubles playing against Duke. Um, and the fact that this game is at Duke is... Um, that's huge. That's huge. I think hey, that Clemson, Clemson is on on upset watch, and I think it's going to be a good game. I think so, too. Cody? Yeah, that'll yours? be a fun game to watch. It's on Monday, by the way, anyone listening. It's a Monday game. Gotcha. Um, who, um, I'm kind of looking at a few games. Um, kind of the first game being UNC versus uh, South Carolina. I think that's going to be a, a, a pretty oh, good yeah. matchup. Uh, you got UNC at 21, um, and it's at South Carolina. And uh, South Carolina has got uh, Spencer Rattler, who I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I think Why? he's a little. Ra- I think he's a little rat. And um, I think at Oklahoma, he played like shit, and he had one. You know, he had 
few good games last year. Kind of lit it up against uh, who did who did he have that? Yeah, against Tennessee, and um, everybody. I'm going to the rematch. Up and you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, he, I honestly think UNC is going to pull out that dub. I, I, I like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Spencer Rattler. I, I hope he fails. Um, it falls <laughs> on his face. Um, yeah. he played like shit at, at Oklahoma and transfers to South Carolina. Thinks he's the man after playing two or three maybe decent games. Had a, a good game against Tennessee, and that's about it. So, uh, my other game kind of it's kind of weird. Um, just gotta pull this up real quick. Um, is gonna be <laughs> kind of weird, but Tulane versus South Alabama. Now, not a lot of people <laughs> are looking at this game like, holy shit, I'm going to tune into Tulane versus South Alabama. That's a Diego but tu- pick. But Tulane yeah, last We'll see year, if they talk about that tomorrow. Tulane last year actually had a hell of a season. They did. Hell of a season. They ended, up they? Beating, I, they ended up beating USC, I believe, in that bowl game. Cotton um, Bowl. Cotton oh. Bowl. And they won by one point, I believe. Let me pull up their schedule from last year. Yep. Um. Yeah, I'm being a little weird right now with this, but um, uh, give me one second. No, that'll be a fun. I think that'll that'll be a fun game to watch. I now, mean, South again, Alabama is not really, yeah. you know, very powerhouse. Powerhouse <laughs> by any means, but I think you know Tulane's kind of on the up and up of you know getting a little bit more respect in college football. Um, kind of pulling up their uh, schedule from last year, so they. Uh, their first game was against UMass, huge dub, and then they played FCS Alcorn State, beat them by 52. Then they beat ranked Kansas State by 17. Or not mm-hmm. by 17, they won 17 to 10. That is a huge game because Kansas State ended up being the Big 12 champions, Big I believe. Big 12 champs. Yeah. Um, then they, they came TCU. out and lost. Yeah, they came out and lost to Southern Miss in a kind of a, a crappy game. They lost by three and they were the ninth ranked team. Then they came out, beat Houston, uh, beat Eastern Carolina and um, ended up winning most of their games after that. They lost to uh, UCF by a tutty and then they beat UC, uh, Cincinnati, uh, UCF again in the, uh, God, what God, what conference do they play in? Is it the um, American? Oh, Jesus, the American conference. And then they ended up beating USC. 46 to 45 in the Cotton Bowl Classic. Um, so I think that's going to be uh, not only not really an exciting game to watch. I think they're going to blow out South Alabama, but a team to I'm watch. excited team to, to watch, see mm-hmm. what that team does. I think they're an exciting team with an exciting offense. I tuned into a few games last year and they had an explosive offense. Um, they had a good running back, um, good quarterback. Uh, who was their quarterback last year? I'm pretty sure he was a well-known dude. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Pratt, Michael mm-hmm. Pratt, um, who was a, ju- a junior, I believe this year, I think he still has got uh, a few more years. Um, but he played, I think he's played all his games at Tulane. Um, but I think he's going to be a really good guy to look out for. And I think it's going to be a really good team to look out for. Um, I think they're going to be on the up and up. I mean, shit, they went to the cotton bowl last year. So I think they're going to be able to go to one of those bowl games again, but really my game of the week is definitely going to be that, uh, the one that I mentioned before that, uh, I can't wait for two. I can't wait for Tulane to be the second best team in Louisiana. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get into that after. I'm not lying. No, okay. Um, I mean, yeah. I, sure I think would. Louisiana Tech's um, got him. Sorry, buddy. Okay, dude, you're Hank. right. Ooh, you're right. Talk about Shit! Yeah. We got to talk about Hank for a little bit after this. But my pick for this week, kind of like Cody's with Tulane, but just a fun team to watch this year, is going to be um, Colorado versus uh, TCU this week. Um, TCU is ranked 24th, I believe, or no, 17th, actually. Um, <clears throat> TCU is actually a 20 point favorite, but I'm curious how Deion Sanders can do. Is this his first year coaching with them or did he coach last year at all? Nope. Did yep, not. First year is Jackson okay. state. That's right. Okay. So yeah, this is his year. first year. I think it'll be interesting to watch how they do, especially against a big team like that. Um, if they can kind of put them on the rocks, we'll scare them a little bit, make it a little close. Where, where's the game at? 20 point. Uh, it is at TCU, so it's going to be tough to do that. But, I mean, as an away team, to kind of, I don't know, give them a little, scare them a bit. Um, I mean, how many five stars did they get this? I think they got five at it right now. in the 2023 class. We got to have so, that game on, on Saturday. They got, like, they got a bunch yeah, of that was at They got a bunch of, <laughs> boys, they got 51 transfers. Yeah. So they're going to be a different so... team than last year. Yeah. What did they, the, I think it was, was it last year or two years ago when they went like, oh, and nine or some bullshit? Yeah. Like they didn't win a game or they won one yeah. game last year or some shit. Like, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, so, this is, I mean, this is a new team. It'll be exciting to watch them. Uh, coach, coach Sanders, see how he does. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch Travis Hunter too. Yes. Yeah. Travis Hunter, uh, he's dude, five playing star. both sides of the ball too. That's why I'm excited cool. is he's playing receiver and corner. No shit. Uh, I saw a clip on Twitter yeah. today, and he was ranking his top five or top four Heisman favorites, and it went Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Shred Sanders, who is Deion's son, the quarterback at uh, yeah CU, and then Travis Hunter himself. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, kind of curious to see how he's going to do. So it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. They um, got, um, I know Zeus and Diego are going to touch on this in more depth, but did you guys yeah. get to watch Hank at all uh, this not, week no. or last weekend with nah. Louisiana Tech? Well, I want to let them week, break it down too. Yeah, I want to let them too. Um, I'll pull up just what he did though. He didn't, from what I saw, I, I, I knew he threw one touchdown, one interception, but he had 330 yards, 333 yards. Not bad. They only beat them. It's not horrible. I mean, that's pretty good, honestly. 300 yards, um, one touchdown. Um, they only won 22 to 17 over FIU. This year they play S or this year, this week they play SMU. Ooh. We'll see. We'll be on Hank Watch. Um, but yeah, definitely check into Zuch and Diego's podcast, which will probably be out tomorrow whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, just be on the lookout for that. But cool. um, yeah, I think we've got some good week one games. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. How does your How did your Tigers look? How are they looking? I'm, ner- I'm nervous, not because I think we're going to perform bad, but I just feel like we're getting a lot of hype, yeah. and that kind of scares me a little bit. But I also think we're a battle tested team. We return a lot of starters. Um, we have, we have the right guys in the right positions. And I think that's going to be important. You got Jane Daniels at quarterback, uh, leading the charge who I think if he has a good year, he will be a Heisman finalist. Hot take. Yeah. But 
Um, I mean, it, it's also a bias stake, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If anyone um, has a hot year, I think they have a Heisman finalist. Yeah. Um, we also got Harold Perkins on the defensive side of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I thought was cool is I, so I follow LSU football very closely. And for those of you that don't know, uh, the number seven at LSU is a coveted number um, for the best player on the team. And it's only given out from the coaches. And some years really? it's not even given out to any of the players. Um, some of the past players to wear number seven is Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, Derek Stingley, um, Leonard Fournette. Like it's dudes. That like, is cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, who who was wearing it, Joe Burrow, the year they won the title? They're undefeated. Uh, Grant Delpit, actually, the <clears throat> safety who went yeah. to the Browns. He was good. Um, he was really he was, good. He was the captain of the defense, and he was that guy. Yeah. Um, they don't give it out to everybody, or they don't give it yeah. out every year. It's only when they see fit. And um, so this year, they actually gave it to our left tackle, uh, Will Campbell, who was a freshman All-American last year. Um, he cannot wear the number seven because he is a lineman, but he will be wearing the number seven patch on his jersey. So he will be number 66, um, but he will be wearing that number seven patch. And one thing that I thought That's was cool. cool was That's dope. Um, Brian Kelly is now changing it to the best Louisiana player on the team. So you have That's to be cool. from Louisiana in order to get the number seven. And um, cool. just, like can't, just like him. Just like him. But all right, um, let's get down. But yeah, I thought it was kind Slow of cool. that's a god boy. The other the other number that's coveted at LSU is 18. Um, it goes to the best defensive player, like specifically defensive player. Um, yeah, some of the past number 18s were um, Patrick Queen. Um, god, dude, I forgot his name. One of the linebackers for the championship team. There's a ton of them. Um, yeah. Lloyd Cushenberry, who was one of our, who's our center, um, award number 18 as well. Um, it's not actually not just defensive. I'm just realizing that, but anyways, um, it was given out to one of our linebackers. I fucking forgot his name. One of our transfers, but, um, I'm excited. So those yeah, numbers were announced. So I'm ready to watch some LSU football. Yeah. I, I'm ready too. Well, just football in general, but yeah, yeah, I think pumped. I think let's see any other good games to watch that we didn't talk about. Florida, Utah, that'll be a fun game to watch. Yes, on um, Thursday we should have gone. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, Tennessee, Virginia will be interesting. I think settle down road trip. Settle <laughs> down road trip to Utah. That'd have been fun. Um, Tennessee got that five-star quarterback. I don't think he's starting yet, or he's not going to be starting. Um, no. What's his name? Joe Nico. Nico. Oh, he's um, Mul- M- Muli- Muliavi. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably butchering that. Yeah. I don't even think starts that's with the an last name. Starts with an yes. I. Yes, it does start. He's with an from I. Uh, Inland Empire down yes, in SoCal, I believe. So, um, five star. I am Mal- dual, dual I, uh, I am Malavia. I am I'm in Malavia. I am Malavia. His name is Nico. Was he a dual? Yeah, Nico. Dual threat, five star, yeah, number two quarterback. Six foot six, two hundred pounds. Yeah, no, he's a dude. He can five star. He will uh, play next uh, year. Yeah. Well, he'll probably play some this year too. Uh, uh, they got Milton. Joe Milton. Yeah, he does. Or they do. Yeah. Um we'll see. I mean, if he 
if the volunteers continue to play well into this year, I mean, I can see him. He'll continue playing. Um, yeah, yeah, he's for got sure, for sure. An arm. Um, I remember watching one of his. I think it was not. It wasn't last year's year before that. I think he was probably a freshman, or maybe a sophomore. Um, but I remember watching him, and I was like, "Dude, this guy cannot throw an accurate deep ball." Um, granted, that was two years ago, so much might have Joe changed. Joe Milton, but yeah, dude, I, it was. He has the. I heard he has the strongest arm in the nation. No, he can he can toss it, but it wasn't as accurate as this. Accurate. Again, this is this is his sophomore year. He was still young. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how he does this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, even having Nico on the bench, someone to come in and uh, it'll be exciting to watch him get better yeah. um, <clears throat> and really just develop. But yeah, um, as far as week one, let's get into some festivities and stuff. What mm-hmm. is like your guys' highlight for like game day? Mine, for example, I will always blast Seven Nation Army just for the Love sake it. of Boise State. That's Love one of the hype hype songs or uh no no no. john cena's theme song the one buster comes out to when (laughs) they play that song that song gets me every and even when i hear john cena john cena's music outside of boise state Mm -hmm. i always think of boise state and i think i always will Mm -hmm. um even though john cena is a goat um but (laughs) yeah when hearing that that song that just fires me up and i'll play that usually every morning along with seven nation army as well see mine's thunderstruck Um, Thunderstruck, yeah, that's a good Dude, one too. It just all three, okay, all three right of those songs, heart, man. Those three songs, rank them for for as a Boise State fan. Rank those three songs on your hype. If you're gonna wake up in the morning, um, Dude, my hold on, let me uh, morning of game day. I'm going Thunderstruck, Seven Nation Army, John Cena. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's like, yeah. We also do like the Blue Thunder. Like two thunderstruck, like they play it at the uh, stadium. True, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's got that double meaning Hard too. To but like, yeah, you just like no, that's just get a, up and you got very, you got that yeah. juice. Yeah. Dude, honestly, no, boys, I'm not gonna lie. Oh my bad. What were you saying? No, you're good. I was just reiterating. Oh, dude, Go. my my go-to song. I don't know what it is, what it is with this man, but sometimes every once in a while if i'm getting up in the morning like early because i'm gonna be up early you know i'm gonna be up yeah you know i don't know if i'm early. i don't know how i'm gonna be able to sleep on friday i, yeah, I, so I probably won't be able to um my my go-to place is, or go-to song is fortunate son Ooh. um Ooh. by credence clear clear water revival and that shit dude yeah. i don't know what it is man i just start getting fucking pumped every time yeah. i hear that you song. hear like if that YouTube, intro part and you're it just makes like, me want to just yeah. fucking slam seven brews and like yeah <laughs> yeah run through a wall if yeah we, dude, i just if, don't know what it is if youtube didn't have copyright i would play those all those songs oh 100 yeah yeah can't play those because you do but um, you don't hear them yeah true um yeah i think so for game day us three we live together obviously those of you that don't know, but we we're going to have some friends over, um, making a bunch of food, getting up oh, yeah. early. Um, it's going to be a fun day. Uh, first week Starting is always very early. exciting first week, but I could always top what's better than first week is first home game. So UCF is going to be even more electric. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm equally very excited, but UCF is going to be a different, different animal. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I actually I have, I have three buddies coming up from Arizona for that game too. Oh really? Tyler Van's coming up. Tyler Van, oh, yeah. Ryan, his friend Ryan, and Mitchell. Uh, you might have met them. I think you guys met them, but yeah, they're coming up for the UCF game. So, 
It'll be hype. What's like a good a good uh, pre as a fan, a good pre game day, um, like ritual. Like mine, I kind of stole this from Dylan. Um, is having a shower beer, starting off mm. listening to those songs. Yep. Start the day off with a shower, get fresh, listening to those songs, having a beer. Great way to start the game day. Do yep. you guys have anything? God, dude. Code? Dude, honestly, I don't have anything really specific. I just try to... Try it. Uh, try the one that... Do it on Saturday, I th- the one I, that I said. Yeah, I, 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 I have a shower honestly, I've done, I've, I've done that before. I, I've done that when something, you know, we've done something exciting, like, you know, super early in the morning, I'll get up and... Fuck! I'll I'll have a beer in the fucking shower. Gets me fucking going, <laughs> or I'll, I'll I'll just be like you know in my mirror like just having a little pep talk, fucking blasting some music, you know, combing the hair back. I'm be like, let's fucking get it, dude! Like, fucking college football is back. See, for yeah. for me, I think recently being an LSU fan, I watched the the 2019 hype video that they played oh, yeah. before the national championship. I watched that. And I just like, yep, I could run through a brick yep. wall. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not Bernie stimulated, but right like now. that shit gets me hyped. So like, yeah, I'm just hyped for football. For no, Boise, football for in general. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the day, yeah, the day is not all Boise State, especially what does suck about, not suck, but the one downside about when living here is, especially for those game days, like all I'm focused on is Boise State, especially if mm-hmm. it's a home game. Mm-hmm. These away games, you can kind of focus on other games, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we if we have a night game, you can watch all the games during the day. But um, it's not the same. It's not the same. It really I agree. isn't. Um, See, for me, it but like... it also adds to the it. It adds to the excitement, though. I mean, I think if mm-hmm. I was anywhere else, not in like a college town or where you could watch a game live, mm-hmm. uh, or where the town is all, it might be a little different. Well, yeah, because um, dude, Broadway is like I wouldn't say shut down, but like there's people walking and people doing things oh, yeah. at oh, yeah. all the restaurants, like. That shit is lit. Like we kind oh, yeah. of take that for granted a little bit, just because when we're down we're the not street, having yeah. the best. No, we do. Seasons, but like, yeah, yeah, you gotta appreciate the game in college general. town with college football. Like that shit's hype. That shit's hype. Yeah. What is the now that we've been excited? I'm gonna bring us down a little bit so we can go to bed soon. But what is the like most disappointing game you guys have been to? Or just experience at Boise State. Oh, I fucking know this. Answer. I know. I know Cody's answer. <laughs> Cody, go. I, I think we're all the same, but go. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't give a flying fuck what anybody says. Yep. We came out, fucking packed stadium, not a fucking seat, empty, hyped as fuck. Had all the boys there. Everybody was there, dude. It was hyped. We go up twenty to fucking. I believe it was twenty to nothing or twenty to seven at halftime. And then Tim Plow, the fucking fried chicken taco, <laughs> greasy sandal wearing fuck at Cal Berkeley now or UC Davis can suck my fucking cock. That guy ruined it. He literally soiled himself at halftime and ruined my entire fucking night. I literally walked out of that stadium, never seen a whole fucking 35,000 people so disappointed. Like not a single person had their yeah. head up. Everybody heads down. Diego flips off a fucking kid. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous. We, it was yeah. the worst time ever. I just will yeah. never forget that. That was just a horrible experience. Yeah. I had that same experience. Um, I think, I mean, obviously we're all there together. Yeah, I remember dude. taking a photo. Ryan was like, do you want to take a photo? I was like, yeah. And it was just thumbs down. Yeah. Um, I think last year, a big kicker too was 
BYU. That one was a that was mine. Impresso. Oh, that was a tough one, dude. Really? Yeah, Ooh. that one. Yeah. Especially after winning them, beating them the year before, which I know we've talked about, and it was kind of a fluke game for them, but still, like but we also went to that game. Yeah, and it was at home. Like we beat them away, which is awesome, fun for us. Mm-hmm. Went, but that call at the end I didn't of the game was it bullshit. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I remember that was the one game that I was watching the LSU game on my phone, but also at the game. I haven't done that at any other game. That was when LSU played Alabama. And so oh, I am half yeah. watching LSU and Alabama on my phone. LSU won, didn't they? L- that's when LSU beat Alabama on the two point yeah. conversion at the end. I was hammered 15 fireball shots deep. I remember at one point it was dead quiet because BYU just got a first down and I'm screaming because we just picked <laughs> off Bryce Young on like the yeah. second drive of the game. And I'm like freaking out. And everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, yeah, what just picked up? It just like was freaking out. <laughs> and then I, I remember like as the game kept going on, you were too hammered, Sean, but you kept yeah, cheering for was. LSU. You're like, fucking ain't Alabama. And so anytime LSU like did anything good, I'd be like, we fucking scored. And like our whole road just like erupted. And everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Looking back, I, was, I yeah. don't remember that. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was it just like, like one of my favorite memories yeah. of just like watching the LSU Alabama game while yeah. watching the demise of Boise State losing to BYU. It was just like yeah. the perfect combo of like yeah. good and bad. The duality of football. The duality football. of football. You couldn't say it any better. Yeah. The the disappointment right in front of your face and also the excitement on your phone. Yep. Um, but yeah, fellas, <laughs> I'm excited this week. Um, do you have any last remarks coming in with the week um, before we wrap it up? Um. I'm going to be sad if LSU loses to Florida State, so you might not hear from me. Um, if I have to hear one uh, tomahawk top uh, chop chant from either one of you, you will be dead to me. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Florida State's looking mean this year, so we'll see what happens. I will personally kill both of you if I hear go Broncos. that anytime on Sunday. Go Broncos. Go Tigers. Go Sooners. We're fucking playing Arkansas State on Saturday morning. I swear to fucking God, I'm going to be screaming at the TV if we let that team score the more, more than 21 points. I will be screaming at the top of my lungs. I agree. Oklahoma's not looking yeah. too hot this year. Uh, as most of you know, I'm a big Sooners fan. Been a Sooners fan all my life. We've been very, very, very rough the last few years. I don't even know how the fuck we're ranked 20th in the nation. But, um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I hope we kind of shock the nation, and hopefully in the next few years we'll be a lot better than uh, we have been, and our defense gets a lot bigger because that's our biggest fucking problem when we're going into the SEC. So go Sooners, go Broncos, and go Tigers. Another thing, if you guys are coming over uh, this weekend and you're listening to this episode, let us know. I want to know if you got to this this far. At this point, say Sean, Yaya, and Cody – uh, what's the code word we could use? Not settle down, but like buttermilk pancakes. Buttermilk I'm pancakes. Down. Just if tell us listening just, to this. Butter or sausage. Texas, actually, where it's been, I want to know where it's been at. I want. We all want to know. We're gonna do this actually a lot. We'll start doing this. Okay. If you get to this point at the video, the very end, um, even if you skip to it and skipped ahead, we don't care. Just that you're watching at this point when we're mm-hmm. just talking about bullshit on our ass. Tell us. Buttermilk pancakes. That's all you got to say. We'll know. No one else will know unless they know too. Um, but yeah, tell us that. Um, 
other news, uh, as you guys have seen, we've got a bunch of, well, not a bunch, 200 new shows are starting. Uh, Zush and Diego's have have already started their filming tomorrow. Yeah. So theirs will probably be out Thursday, hopefully, if I can get to it. Um, and then the NFL one with Keaton, Zach and Anthony will be next week yes, sir. Uh, with the new stuff. But yeah, be sure to follow all of them too. Well, we're all on the same channel, but follow along with them. They're going to be putting in a lot of work. So if you like what we talked about, you're probably going to like what they're talking about because we're all family on this. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, make sure to follow all of us on all of our socials. Links will be in everything. Um, and everyone, have a great rest of your day, whatever point you're watching this. And buttermilk pancakes. Title down.